My first mission trip is、um, to the Philippines because I'm from there, and so I'm also curious of what、um, compassion. What do they do there? You know, we weren't rich, but all of us went to private school, and we have a, a house, and you know,、um, we eat three times a day. But those people, when I was interviewing some of them, they said sometimes just one time, just knowing that there are so many kids that that only eat once a day is really hard. These kids are are growing up with nothing. They, you know, we we have to worry about what you know. What's the next thing that we're gonna get? Whereas these kids have to worry about when their next meal is, and、um, compassion provides that. You know, at least they know that they can go to this program and they're gonna get fed. It's neat. Because they're getting fed, you know, physically, but they're also getting fed spiritually. Helping them out is you're making a big difference. Thirty dollars is it's really little, you know. Well, we sponsor four kids, and I was thinking about it, you know, it's like, oh, it's too many, but then. Going there, it's actually not too many, you know. And we buy a lot of stupid stuff, and it's really an awesome thing to do. What compassion does there? They're feeding all these kids, and even the family are being part of it. At the same time, they're being fed with the gospel. Helping one child, it will make a big difference. You know, I know we can't feed the whole world, but it makes a big difference. Just having helping one child, you know, you're giving them a hope. By sponsoring a child、um, through Compassion International, we are not just giving to the kids; we're giving to the Lord. And isn't that what we're supposed to be doing as Christians? We want to be hope in the whole wide world. We're not just about Kanyoi. We're about getting any opportunity we can to go bless other people and to share with the joy that we have in Jesus. We're going to go out there and we're going to do that. Amen. So we wear our, our Hope in the World shirts on the first Saturday of every month, right? That's next Saturday, by the way. Wear them out there. Let people know. Wear our wristbands. Talk to people. Let's get the church into the world and not wait for the, the world to come to church. Let's be hope in the world. So along the lines of that, this morning is obviously it's Compassion Sunday. And、um, you guys have seen that. And how many of you guys, just show of hands, already sponsor a kid from Compassion International? Could you just read? That's amazing. That's awesome.、Um, well, last year,、um, take it back in history. Two years ago, I was looking for something that our church could be more effective in the whole wide world. That we as a church could own and adopt. And let's get out there. Let's do something. And、uh, we do mission trips. We do all this other stuff. But I'm like, we got to own something. And I was looking at different charities. And there's all kind of different charities and programs that, as a pastor, as a church, you get hundreds of them a year come across your desk. Hey, be a part of this, be a part of that. And I was always like, I want to do the one that God is calling us to. We we can't do everything, but we can do something, and we can only choose a few of them. 
because we can't do all of them. So we do Samaritan's Purse, Operation, uh, the, the shoebox, uh, the, the Christmas child, the whole deal with that. That's awesome. But there's, what else, God, can we do? We can't do everything. Let's just do a couple of them really well. Let's make sure we do the right ones. And so I got invited on a trip to the Philippines to see what Compassion International does. They are working in 26 developing nations. They work in third world countries where there is kids with extreme poverty. Okay, it's not just I'm kind of hungry or whatever. This is the kind where kids could die if they don't get preventable disease treatment, that they don't have health care, that they don't have uh, three square meals a day, even in some cases don't even have one meal a day. Um, they don't have uh, an opportunity to have an education to make anything out of their lives. Bottom line is, Compassion International is all about giving people hope in places where people have no hope. And I thought, hmm, that's our name, Hope Chapel, right? And I thought, maybe we can do something here. So I went on this trip, went to the Philippines, and checking out this organization, and I got to tell you, it wrecked me. It ruined me. If you guys have ever had that feeling where God just breaks through and breaks down walls, and he gets your attention, and he just breaks your heart. The song we just sang, Hosanna, my favorite line from that song is, God, Break my heart for what breaks yours. I want to have the heart of Jesus in this world. I don't want to think, look at me, I'm happy, I'm good, I'm going to heaven, I got a good church, everything's good for me. I want to always have a love for the lost, the hurting, the downtrodden, the oppressed, those that don't have enough money, that can't find hope in any way, shape, or form. So I went there and I saw the integrity of this organization. I saw that they're ranked by this charity navigator, this charity evaluator every year as getting the highest rating for the past 11 years. They get a four-star rating of all charities, putting them in the top 1% of all charities, meaning that they are who they say they are. That 85% of the money you use to sponsor a kid goes directly to that kid. The rest of the 15 is to run the organization, to pay the employees, pay resources. That's a small percentage used for all of that overhead. I went there, I saw the Compassion International building, the workers and everything. They don't get paid a lot, but they're all heart. They are huge heart for Jesus Christ and for meeting, meeting people's needs. And I thought, this is what I'd like to send my money to. These kids are getting directly. And everything that happens through Compassion International is not just, well, we fed you, you're happy now, or we got you a, a inoculation, we got you shots and medicine and whatnot. It's not just about the physical stuff. They literally, everything they do, you have to do through the local church. You have to know about Jesus. You have to hear the gospel. You have to be introduced to the gospel message before you can even be a part of the, the compassion thing. So I said, I don't want to change people's lives temporarily, physically on earth. We're a church. That means we're all about changing people's eternity, right? And so if I'm going to be a part of any organization and I want my church to be a part of it, we better be changing people's eternity, not just their temporary life here on earth. Amen? There's a lot of great organizations and charities that will teach people how to, to, to sustainable living and all that. That's good. But if I'm not giving them Jesus, I'm not giving them the very best that I could possibly give them. So compassion is all about that. So I went there and touched my heart. It broke my heart. And um, so we brought it back to the church here. And there's a couple verses that I believe tie exactly directly into what Pastor Tom shared about last week, what I shared about the week before in tithing, generosity, that we as Christians, think about this, makes basic sense. We as Christians ought to be the most generous people on planet Earth because we have been shown the most generosity. Isn't it just plain and simple makes sense? How can we receive the gift of eternal life and salvation and our prayers answered and a walk with Christ and the Holy Spirit moving in our lives every single day and we just be stingy and go, yeah, you know what? World of the generous gets larger, but I'm going to be the world of the, gen the stingy and my world just gets smaller and smaller. That's what we talked about, Proverbs 11, 24, and 25, right? I want to be the kind of people in church and, and, and movement 
that is about enlarging the world, that is about giving away whatever I got. Is it, if it's money, sure, that's great. But if it's not money, it's just how do I bless, how do I speak into someone's life, how do I meet material needs, spiritual needs, whatever. Pastor Tom, I'm sure, did a greater job of saying it last week than I could say right now. But it's time for us to actually put faith into action. And today, it's Compassion Weekend, and I'm not going to pull any punches and, and, and feel bad about asking you to get involved here. You know why? It's hard to preach on tithing. It is the hardest thing for pastors to preach on. Why? Because you're asking for money and part of it's going to you and not you directly, but to your church, to all of that. And that's awkward. That's weird. It's like, ugh, I got to teach on it because I believe God will bless it. But it's awkward. But you know, when I ask for money or, or sponsorship for compassion, it has nothing to do with me. So I can unashamedly just say, guys, let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's step up. When you hear today's word and message and testimony, I'm hoping God moves your heart to be that much more generous. God moved my heart so much that last year when we sponsored kids and we did this whole Compassion Weekend, we did 484 kids sponsored in our church in one weekend. Since then, throughout the year and the past services last night and the night before, we're up to, what is that number back there? Somebody yell? 692 people that this church is sponsoring. That's awesome. Here's an opportunity. We usually give you a message and we talk at you, right? Here's a chance today, an opportunity to say, let's walk our talk. Let's put our faith into action. We usually hear the good stuff. Here's an opportunity for us to do something about it. Here's what Jesus um, asks of us. He, he, he said this in Matthew 24, uh, 34 and on in the message version. It says, then the king will say to those on his right, enter you who are blessed by my father. Take what's coming to you in his kingdom. It's been ready for you for, since the world's foundation. And here's why. Here's Jesus talking. I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was shivering and you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. Then those sheep who are going into the kingdom of heaven say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you a drink? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say this. I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. You know what Jesus is saying to us here today? The way that we treat other people represents the, the heart that we have for him. The way that we respond in our hearts with our actions towards other people that don't have a chance, that don't have hope, that are downtrodden, that are overlooked, that need mercy, that need justice. The way we treat them, Jesus is going, that's how you treat me. That's where your heart really is at. Proverbs 31 verse 8 says, speak up for the people who have no voice, for the rights of all the down and outers. Speak out for justice. Stand up for the poor and the destitute. And what we have here today with Compassion International and the story you're about to hear, the testimony, is literally an opportunity. If any of you walks out of here feeling pressured or guilty to give money or to do something, then you missed the whole message here today. The message is a message that's an opportunity for us to hear from the Lord to respond to what he's calling us to do, to get involved and do something around the world. And if you walk out of here today saying, I cannot sponsor a child, I don't have the financial means, I want you to not miss the heart of the message. It just says, be generous. How can you meet the needs of people in your community then, in your house, in your school? Let's learn to be a church that is generous. You know why? Because the world of the generous gets larger and larger. We want our faith to grow. We want our family blessings to grow. We want this church to grow. We want to make a bigger impact in the world. It starts with us. Amen? Amen. So I hope you at, at, at the least would hear that this morning. Um, we have someone that came to visit us that 
She was from the Compassion Program. She does not work for Compassion International. Important for you to hear that because you might think, oh, she works there, she has to say this. Nope, she doesn't work with Compassion International. She's not getting commission or anything out of that because of this. She's coming around to speak and share, I was a kid whose life was changed, whose story was rewritten because someone invested in me and my life and I have become something and I learned about Jesus Christ and it changed her life her family's life, the community around her, and God is using her to continually change more lives simply because someone said, I'm gonna send $38 a month to sponsor this kid who I don't even know, but that's what Jesus called me to do as a Christian. I'm gonna change a life and let's see what happens. So I want you guys, if you would, you know, would you actually, as a sign of honor and thanks, would you rise to your feet and welcome with me our friend, Kiwi Vallejo Cook, as she comes up. Come on, Kiwi. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. You can take your seat. I'm so honored and surprised, actually. There's a lot of people here. Um, Mabuhay. I'm Filipina. Who among you here are Filipinos? Woo! There's a lot. Magandang umaga sa inyong lahat. My name is Kiwani. Everywhere I go to, I would, they would ask me, are you Hawaiian? Because your name is, sounds Hawaiian. No, I'm a full-blooded Filipina, 100%, and I was born in Bacolod City, where your church is sponsoring at. Um, you've seen the video, and our life is like someone like that. I remember before, when you go home, me and my sister would ask my mom, like, Mom, what's, what's for lunch or what's for dinner? But sometimes we would settle for rice and soy sauce, and that's it. Sometimes my parents would give up what they, they're going to eat to just feed us, two, verses, two of us. I have three brothers ahead of me, but they died because of lack of medical attention. They were born and lived for two weeks, a month, and a month or so, but because of lack of medical attention, they died. We don't have Medicare in the Philippines. I remember before when apples were imported from the, from the United States. And me and my sister were so excited and told our mom, Mom, come on, let's buy an apple. We don't have it in the Philippines. But even a rotten apple, my family could not afford. My dad was an alcoholic. He's always drunk coming from his work. But you know what? God has a plan for us. He works in a restaurant, in a hotel, and get a track from the floor. And then read it, and he said, go to this evangelical crusade. And from that evangelical crusade, my dad accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. And when he came home, he's sober. And my mom was amazed. What happened to my husband? Is he possessed or something? <laughs> the next day, he came home again, and he's not drunk. And my mom asked him, what happened to you? Why are you not drunk? It's not normal. And then he said, I found something and I want you to come with me. So my mom went and both of them accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. But it didn't change our life drastically. We're still poor, we're still in the world and we still lack food to eat. But the condition of our heart did change. That we know that there's a God and at the age of seven, somebody from Australia got my packet and sponsored me. It's a very life-changing experience. I was so excited that somebody from 
Australia. I don't know where Australia is. But he got my packet and sponsored me. But I was asking the people from church, why are we poor? Why other people have nice clothes to wear? Why other people can eat meat, fish, and us just rice and soy sauce? And the teacher from my Sunday school, she said, you know what, Kiwi, in the Bible, Jeremiah 29, 11, God said, God has a plan for you. His plan is to prosper you and not to harm you. His plan is to give you hope and a future. And it's amazing to know that there's a God who created me that has a plan for me, that this is not my destination. This is just a phase in my life. And I was so excited and received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior at the time. But my parents at the age of nine, they were thinking, how can we have more funds for our family? So they went to Manila, the, the, the central business district of the Philippines. But we were thinking, how about the compassion? But you know what? God is not bound by place or time. When we went to Manila, there's a church there that we went to that has a compassion project. So my sponsorship was continued. But still, I have questions in my mind. And I was telling God, Lord, if food is very hard for us, how much more, I, how can I go to school and finish a degree in the Philippines, it's very hard to go to college because it's very expensive. But most of us would want to go to college to get out of the situations, the situation that we're at. But as a family, we prayed and we just cling to what God has promised to us. He said in his words, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. As I was graduating in high school, I was like telling mom, mom, I really want to go to college. Most of my classmates are, you know, doing something else. But I want me, I want my life to be changed. I want to go to college. But you know what? God has a plan for us. The leadership development program of Compassion, where they sent children to college, was not launched in any other country, but it was launched in the Philippines. And I was so happy. It's an answered prayer for us, for my family, and I got to go to college and take physical therapy. And I graduated from that course. God is really amazing. Thank God for that. But after college, I thought, did I make a wrong decision by taking up physical therapy? Because there's no jobs after college. I can't go to work to a hospital because they just have one physical therapist and not that, not only that, people in the Philippines doesn't have money to send their um, family members to rehabilitation. So I volunteered myself to the compassion program, teaching other kids to that God, God has a perfect plan for them. But I was praying to the Lord, Lord, what I'm gonna do next? In physical therapy, there's a licensure exam. But I'm so afraid to take that exam. It's so hard. It's just less than 1% or 2% in our class that passed that exam. But God led me to the Bible and he said, my child, is there anything too hard for me? And the Bible said, nothing, absolutely nothing is too hard for God. 
and I cling to his words, but I said, Lord, I'm going to take this test, but you said in your word that we're not the tails, but the head. So I just don't want to pass my exam. I want to top my exam. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very high expectation, but that's what I want. So I studied and took the exam. Before the exam results came out, I went back to the Bible for my devotional. And I said, Lord, will I really pass the exam? Will I really make it? You know what? God's word said, all of my promises to you are yes and amen. So the day that my results came out, somebody called me and he said, is this Kiwani Vallejo? And he said, yes. He said, you topped your exam. You landed 10th in the whole Philippines. Praise God for that. And I told him, God is good. And he said, yeah, yeah, God is good. No, you, you can't imagine. God is really good. He answered my prayers. He answered my specific prayers that I want to top the exam, not just pass it. Because of that, they invited me to speak my testimony to the church. And then at the, in my church in the Philippines, every year, we have a prayer and fasting at church. And my pastor said, think of something big, pray for something big, because God can do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or think. So I remembered my sponsors from Australia and I said, Lord, I want to meet them. I want to say thank you to them. So I want to go to Australia, but I just put it in a piece of paper as my prayer request. One month came and the third month came. Somebody from Australia came to the Philippines and, hey, asked Kiwani to give her testimony because her sponsors are from Australia. And after I gave my testimony, the CEO of Compassion Australia came to me and he said, Kiwani, are you free on September? And I said, why? We want to invite you to Australia. <laughs> and I was crying. I'm not crying because, oh, I'm going to Australia. But I'm crying because the Lord heard me. The Lord heard my prayers. In the Bible, he said, he knows the number of our hairs. If that God knows the number of our hairs, he must have known everything that you need. He said in his word, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your hearts. He gave it to me. So I went to Australia. The day that the Compassion Building in Australia opened, it's their inauguration. They called me up in the stage and the CEO asked me, Kiwani, what can you remember about your sponsors? And I said, you know what? I can never forget how they write me and said that we care for you and that Jesus cares for you. I said, how could that be? It must be a God thing because they don't know me. We're not relatives. I'm very distant to them, but they prayed for me and they believed in me. And then the CEO said, you know what? Tonight, your sponsors are here. And then I saw them coming up the stage and I hugged them and say, thank you for getting my packet and responding to God's call to help me. And I hugged them and I asked them, why didn't you contact me after my graduation from the program. They said, you know what, Kiwani? We don't want you to feel indebted to us because it's not us. We're just responding to God's call. We want you to live your own life and be free. And it's amazing to know 
that there are people like that. And it's amazing to know how God chose people to change other people's lives too. Our God is amazing. And because of that, God has blessed me so much that the blessing should not stop with me. God has blessed us to be a blessing to other people. I said, it stirred in my heart that I want to sponsor too. I want to tell other kids like me before that there's a hope, there's a future. But how can I do that? I don't have a job. I don't have money to sponsor. So I called my friends and I told them, hey, I want to do something. I want to sponsor a kid, but I can't do it by myself. But in the Bible, if the desire is there, God will honor the desires of your heart. So we sponsored a child, and he's from Samar, a Filipino too, and we were able to meet him. His name is Andrew Guardo. And it's doubly amazing to see my sponsored child because I was that child before, and now I'm here. I, and I told him, just hang on there. God has a plan for you. After that, I was thinking, Lord, what am I going to do next? Um, you, you gave me a chance to sponsor a kid, but I still don't have a job. And then I, I told the Lord, Lord, this Sunday, I'm going to go to church. And then the word that the pastor will give will, your, will be the word that you have for me. And the verse was, the verse that says, God to Moses, leave your country and go to the land that I will show you and you will be a blessing. And I said, how am I going to do that? The airfare is very um, expensive. But you know what? I went on, online in, in the internet. I applied as a physical therapist in the state of Georgia. Before, where's Georgia? <laughs> I just know New York, California, but where's Georgia? So I applied. After two weeks, they called me up and they said, Kiwani, you want to interview you for a job in Georgia and then after the interview he said we want you to come over and work for us and now I'm here isn't God amazing yeah. and just last year I met my husband he's from Tennessee <laughs> and um, we got engaged two years ago and then I, I told him, I want my parents to come over and wit witness our wedding. That's my heart's desire. And I know that God will grant it. So last year, my parents were able to come here and witness our wedding. Yeah. Praise God for that. Remember the Apple story that I told you? I, I took my parents to an apple orchard. <laughs> And my dad was so excited. He was getting apples from the ground. <laughs> and I told him, Dad, that's not our life anymore. We're here to pick apples from the tree. <laughs> so he was, he was so excited. He was so blessed. And he has been telling people in the Philippines how God took us from that situation. How our God is so great that he can make things happen for us. I don't know what situation you are in right now. You're believing for something. May it be small. Maybe it's a test, an exam, or maybe it's a new car. I don't know what you're believing for, but 
God can meet your needs like he did for me. And I want to take this opportunity to thank all of you who already sponsored a kid. Because one day, they'll be standing somewhere or be testifying that someone from Hawaii get their packet and change their lives. You know what? God, didn't, through compassion, didn't just change my life. He changed my family's life. My sister was not part of the compassion program, but she was able to go to college sponsored by our town mayor. He changed our family's life and he's changing our community because my mom has become a pastor in a small community church. All the praises be unto God. And I know there are more things ahead of us. There are greater things ahead of us. So I just keep on pushing on and having my faith to God because our God is amazing God. He is active. He's not just a passive God. He hears our every prayer. So all the glory and praises be unto our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. Thank you. You didn't hear a sermon, but you heard the Word of God active in our lives here this morning in that story. Amen? And um, I'm just humbled to, to think, and when I went to the Philippines to see uh, the, the, what people live on and, and what they don't have, and for me, when I get that bill every month, the statement, I look at five kids, right? Our family got moved to support five kids. Last, last time we did Compassion Weekend, every service, me and my wife are just crying more, and God's going, do another one, do another one. I'm like, what? We have five kids that we support, right? We are a family of five, and now I got five kids in the Philippines. But every month when I see that thing, I'm just like, oh, there's a bill. But you know what happens? The letters come in. And those, those packets, that bill isn't just a bill or a packet. That's lives. That's like Kiwani, as she shared, right? That's her. That's a life that could be not just a life change, a family change, a community change. We're changing just more than we even know. And so uh, as I see that stuff, I'm just like, I look in my closet, how many shirts and stuff do I have? And there's kids I met in the Philippines that have like one or two shirts that they wear until they wear out. And I'm going, look at all of this excess that I have. How many times do I go to Starbucks or drive through McDonald's, Burger King? No, those are unhealthy. Um, Whole Foods, <laughs> down to earth, um, whatever. But how many extra things do I spend money on? You know, as Christine said in her testimony, we spend money on stupid stuff. And when we get to heaven, I want to be held responsible for amazing, godly, generous investments that I use my money for, not just another iPod or, you know what I mean, a Starbucks coffee or something like that. So, you know, when I see that bill, I go, that's well worth it. That bill that I have every month that I have to struggle to pay, that's lives that I get to be a part of changing through Jesus Christ through Compassion International. So I'm, I'm just throwing it out there for you guys. Um, we, when I went the other year, I was hearing all testimony after testimony of kids whose lives have been changed in the leadership development program. They made it all the way up through the college level payment thing. And at the college level, it's $300 a month because it's a lot more than just you know, a, a kid. And so there's all these, these, these testimonies of people like Kiwi just sharing, oh, this is what compassion means to me. Here's my sponsors and I know them and I wait for their letter every, every month and I'm looking and I get to share it with all my friends and all of this stuff. And I'm just going, wow, that's amazing. And then there's one little girl there, 18 years old. And she's like, I'm so blessed to be in this program. But now I'm in the LDP program in college. But 
I don't yet have a sponsor. And I was like, what? You know, and it was literally all I can do to just not say, ah, we're sponsoring you right now. And basically, that's what I did. If you guys remember the video last year, I just said, hey, you know what? Can I sponsor you right now? I don't even need to ask my church because you know what? God is speaking right now. I said, Hope Chapel Kanyoi Bay wants to sponsor you. And it was this young girl, Zara, and she just broke and she's all excited. And her friends are just like, yeah, you got a sponsor, you know? And I'm just like, try not to lose it because I'm a man. You know, I don't need to be crying in front of a kid. And I'm just like, oh, this is so good. And so we sponsored Zara. And um, I showed you guys the message from her last, last year and everything. But she's just completed her first year in university. And she is, wants to be a school teacher. But in the meantime, she is a Sunday school teacher. She's a choir member. She's a, a youth leadership, uh, in the youth leadership in her church. She's doing community outreach. She's giving back because God has blessed her because we're investing in her. She's going, then I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to bless other people. But when uh, Pastor Scott and Pastor Tammy and the, the crew all went last year, they actually got to meet our LDP student, Zara Lee. And um, they actually filmed her. And she wanted to say something to you guys. Are you guys want to? Take a look at this screen here and just here's a message from the, the girl that we all help sponsor here in the Philippines and check this one out. Hello everyone, once again I'm Zuri and once again I want to thank you and I'm so very grateful that, that some of your members are able to, to visit me here and I'm so thankful that you take time, the guys go, go here, that they take time to visit me and I'm so very good? How do you not want to do something for people like that when you get to change their lives like that? And um, so today is really just uh, a call to action for us. Like I said, it's a chance, an opportunity for us to walk our talk. We come and we receive and we hear the word of God and we, we know it's good. And now here's just a simple opportunity for us to go, I'm going to do something about it, man. I'm going to change a life somewhere around the world. And um, what we're going to do right now is I'm going to have the ushers, if you guys would pass out the packets. We have sponsored, so far as a church that we know of, almost 700 kids um, in the Philippines. Not to mention, some of you guys were sponsoring kids before we got on this thing a year ago. And you've been sponsoring kids from other nations like Tammy from Rwanda and things like that. So we're well over 700. We, we could be, who knows, close to 800. I don't know. But we're just going to keep going bigger because that's what God calls us to do, right? We're going to break our own records. We're going to go bigger for God. Why? Because the world of the generous gets larger and larger. And we have lots of room to grow. And we have a whole wide world to touch. And so 
what we're doing right now is I'm passing out the packets so that every one of you gets a packet. Here's the deal. It's not a pressure. It's not a guilt trip. All I'm asking that you would do right now is pray over these kids with me because someone is going to sponsor these kids. They've come up. They're in the program. They're waiting to be sponsored. If it's not you here today, someone will sponsor them. And we're just going to pray that God would bless their lives and do a mighty work in their lives and use compassion to do it just like he did it in, in our friend Kiwi's life here today. So I'm just going to simply ask you, thank you, that we would just hold these cards up, these packets, because these are more than packets. Amen. These are lives. These are lives on the lines, that lives that represent families, that represents communities that could change because we decided to do something. How cool is it for that couple from Australia that they got to meet Kiwi and see where their years of commitment and money and letter writing and love were going and that they changed a life, a family, and a whole community simply because at one time they were like you and I here sitting here right now going, hmm, I think God's putting on my heart to be generous and to do something. And that they could say, I had a hand in all of this that's going on. That's awesome. What a way to say you get to heaven and God's giving you the high five going, Carl, you did something with your life. I'm just excited about that. So if you would, if everybody's got them, I think they're all passed out pretty much. Yeah? Everybody got one? Here's what I'm asking you to do. Pray with me right now over these kids. And as we're praying, we're going to pray, God, if you want me to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to it. God, if you want me to get two of them or three of them or five like Pastor Carl, I'm going to break his record. I'm going to get six. You know, <laughs> I'm going to do an LDP student, 300 a month. That's a big commitment. I'm going to put someone through college. Whatever God puts in your heart, we just be open right now. God, do what you need to do. And here's the other thing, guys. Again, we're not a church that's about guilt and pressure and all of that. I don't, I don't like churches that force you to do anything. Here's the deal. If you're saying it right now, honestly, from the bottom of your heart at this time, I just can't do it. Can't financially commit to it. It's, it's not me. Then all you got to do is at the end of service, just leave it on your seat. No big deal. No shame. Just leave it there. I can't do it right now, God. But I'm praying at least that God would have stirred something in your heart to be generous in an area with other people that you can be generous in. So really, if, if this is you, after we pray about this, you hold on to this. You walk out to that table afterwards and you say, I'm going for it with this kid. Or you know what? Give me another one. Or I got a boy, I'd rather get a girl because I've got a daughter at home and we can relate her. Whatever you want to do, you got to take it to that table afterwards. And again, if this isn't for you right now, it's no big deal, no judgment. You be moved in the way that God is moving you this morning. Is that okay? Um, no, we're not trying to play that game here. So you just leave it on your seat. The ushers will pick it up. Next service, youth service tonight, another opportunity for these kids to get sponsored. But if you would with me right now, hold this thing up. Look at this kid right there. That's a life. That's a life that has a possibility to change. Look at their name. I got little Andrew Velasco right here, born in 2003. Cute little kid. And I'm going to pray for Andrew and you pray for whoever right now. Let's hold these cards up right now and let's just pray for them. Father God, in Jesus' name, we come before you and we pray for this life that's in our hands right now. And Lord, whether it's through us or somebody else, we pray that these kids would be sponsored, that their lives would be changed, that their stories would be changed. Father God, because someone cares enough and is, is moved and is responding to your call in their life to be generous, to think outside of ourselves, to sacrifice a little bit of the, the things that we spend on. Lord, sometimes they are just so stupid stuff. And Lord, if we could sacrifice some of that to change a life, Lord, we pray that you would move us to do that. But right now, regardless of whether who sponsors this kid in our hands, Lord, we pray that they would be sponsored, that they would find Jesus, they would know a walk with him as their Lord and Savior all the days of their life, Lord, that their family would be changed, Lord, that the community would be changed through them, Father God, that they would know generosity, that they would grow up and they'd be able to give generosity back like we heard from Kiwi this morning. Father, bless this child, bless this life, give them the best life possible. I don't know how you're going to do it, Lord, we trust you. 
And Lord, stir in our hearts right now. Move us, Lord, if it's us. If we get to be part of the blessing by being the one that sponsors them, Lord, then we would we just want to be moved right now and respond to that right away. Not to, to doubt or to be overly analytical on it, but we would just say, God, if you're calling me to do this, I'm going to do it right now. And I might do two or three or even more, Father God. But move the hearts of our church, Lord, create in us a culture of generosity, whether it's sponsoring a child here today, going to treat someone to lunch, blessing someone, introducing someone to Jesus, just sharing our faith at work, whatever it is, God, help us to be outward focused and um, just looking at the whole wide world and the world that needs you. Thank you for these kids. Thank you for these lives. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So all you got to do again, guys, is if you like what you got in your hand, you want to sponsor, go to the table. Don't walk away and take this home and think about it. You might lose it. This is a life here. We don't want to let it slip through our fingers. So um, you'll take it to the, the table afterwards. And again, like I said, no pressure. It's not you right now. It's not the right time. It's fine. Leave it on the seat. The ushers will get it for the next service. Um, we're going to end in, in a worship song here but and let the other the other service uh, have a chance to come in. But before we do that, I want to say one more prayer. If you guys would bow your heads with me, I just want to say one more important prayer here. Father God, as we always, always do, because we are all about your business and your kingdom, Lord, we're going to give an opportunity right now for people to come into your kingdom for the first time. Lord, and, and as we're praying here today, hear my words on this, guys. If you're here today and you came looking for Jesus, let me tell you something. He's right here. You've, you've found him. He is here. He's in the house. He's in the building. He is in, ready to enter into your life, into your heart, to change you, to give you a second chance at something better. And if you've come here searching for something, and even though you didn't hear a sermon, you heard testimony, you heard life, you see and hear the real Jesus at work in people's lives, and you're saying, I need that, I want that, then let me just give you an opportunity to respond first of all, by just saying yes to Jesus and what he has given you is forgiveness of sins. He's offering this to you. He's giving you eternal life. He's, he's giving you a changed life. He's giving you answered prayers and miracles if you would submit yourself to him and to his authority in your life and simply say yes to following him. And so maybe you're here today and you just know there wasn't even a, a sermon preached, but you know that God's speaking to you here today and you want a life that can be changed like Kiwi's life. And you don't have to be a kid that's stricken by poverty in another nation, but you got problems, you got baggage, you got hurts, you got whatever in your life, because we all do. But the answer is Jesus. And that's what I want to offer you right now, and I want to say a prayer with you. And if maybe you're someone that, it's not the first time, but you know that you knew Jesus a long time ago, but you've wandered away, and you're far from him, and you're not where you need to be, and you wish you could just start all over. Well, our God is a God of second chances. He's a God of do-overs. And if you want to say right here, right now, I need to rededicate my life. I used to walk with the Lord and I've kind of left him. But if you're here right now saying, I need to be in, would jump in with both feet all in. I want everything that God has for me and I'm willing to sacrifice and surrender my life to his plans. So whether it's your first time coming to him or it's been a long, long time, but you know you're not where you need to be, I'm gonna say a prayer right now and lead you in a prayer. Here's how we're going to do it. Plain and simple, I'll say the words out loud. You disagree with me. The words that I'm saying, you make them the words of your heart to God. You don't have to say it out loud. You say it in your heart. He judges your heart. He expects you to stand up and be bold and confess that you've made this decision. But I think that comes secondary to what's going on in your heart right now. So I'm going to say a prayer with you and for you. And you're going to agree with it and make it your words to God. And we're going to do business and God's going to make relationship right with you right here and right now. But if that's something you'd like to do, the people seated around you have their eyes closed and their heads bowed. But if you'd like to make a commitment to say yes to God right now and dedicate your life 
to him. I'm gonna ask you one thing. I wanna know who I'm praying with. I'm gonna ask you, when I count to three in a second here, you would raise your hand to let me know, Pastor, that's me right now. I'm responding. I want God in my life. I wanna follow him. I wanna know that I am a Christian, a follower of God. So on the count of three, if that's you, real plain and simple, you wanna pray that prayer? Lift your hand. Ready? One, two, three. Real simple. Lift your hand. If there's anybody here, I see one hand right here. I see two. I see three. I see four. I see five. I'm looking around. Anybody else, if I miss you guys, God's got you. Thank you for those hands. I see six. Someone in the back over there. Praise God. About six people here this morning. If that's you, go ahead and put your hand down. Maybe seven. I see you over there too. Cool. I got you guys already too. Good. I think there's seven. Maybe eight. Because you get sisters? friends. Okay, that's good too. Okay, go ahead and put your hands on. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Lord, for all those people, seven or eight of them this morning, here's a prayer. If this is you, here's the prayer. We're going to pray together. You pray it in your heart. God, I'm here today and I realize that I need you. I want you. My life is not all that it could be. And I got to believe that there's more to life than what I've been experiencing. I need some help. Lord, I'm tired of, of trying and living this life on my own. I'm looking for a relationship with you, a loving God that will not judge me or condemn me, but will accept me where I'm at and just make my life better. And so, Lord, I'm saying you have permission in my life to do what you need to do. I believe that it's on the basis of knowing that Jesus, your son, came to this earth as a human 2,000 years ago. He went to that cross. He died for my sin, my separation, my loneliness, my hurt, my addiction, my baggage, my bad habits, my isolation, everything that that I was living my life away from you, Jesus went to the cross to pay the price for that so that I would not have to spend eternity separated from you, Father God. So right now, I believe and receive what Jesus did. He died on the cross, paid the price, and then on the third day, he did something that no one else could do. He rose again from the dead. He conquered death. He conquered the sin, the guilt, the shame, all of that in my life so that I might live, so that I might know you, so that I might have a relationship with Father God with Jesus, his son, and the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I receive all of that. And Lord, I tell you from this day forward, I will follow you. This isn't a one-time prayer, but this is the start of a relationship. I'll go to church. I'll stay plugged in. I'll read my Bible to know more about you. I'll surround myself with Christians. I'll learn to pray, to talk to you as you speak back to me. Lord, I'll get water baptized as a symbol of dying to my old self and being born a new creation. Lord, I, I welcome the power of your Holy Spirit to move in my life in power, Lord. This is not a religion that I'm signing up for. This is entering into a relationship with a mighty living God that has power to change my life every day when I ask him. Lord, all that you have for me, my answer right here, right now is yes. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for the changes you're about to make in my life as I commit my life to you. Thank you for this church that I found. Thank you for for the, the lives that are being changed through Compassion International. Lord, I look forward to who you're going to be in my life starting here right now. And so in Jesus' mighty name, the church said, amen. Let's praise God and rejoice with those people this morning. Pastor Scott. Praise God for the seven people that prayed with Pastor Carl. If you did pray with him, we do want to say that that is the best decision you'll ever make. And congratulations. Welcome to our family. Why don't you guys give him another round of applause. If you did say that prayer with him, we do want to ask that you do us one favor, and that's just when we're done here, go out to the Connect Center, out those double doors over there. Let them know that you pray with Pastor Carl. They'll be really excited. But we also want to make sure that we hook you up with a Bible and a journal so that you can start your journey off on the right foot. So make sure you go out there. Tell me you pray with Pastor Carl. 
they'll give you that Bible and that journal and take care of you. Also, if you do have that Connect card that we talked about at the beginning of service, Pastor Rob talked about it, uh, make sure you take it out there as well. We have that shirt we want to give you as well as some other gifts, as well as we can answer any kind of questions you may have and welcome you to uh, our church. So please make sure you take that Connect card out there as soon as we're done. Now, some of you guys are probably asking, what do I do with this compassion card? Well, a couple of things. One, if you want to sponsor a child, take it outside the back doors and go straight across the courtyard and our compassion table's out there and you, um, there's a bunch of people there that will walk you through the process of signing up to sponsor a child. If you don't want to sponsor a child now or if now's not the right time, just go ahead and leave it on your chair. It's okay. The ushers will pick it up. But please, whatever you do, do not take them home, even if you have the best intention of sending it in later, because we want to make sure that every card is accounted for, since every card really is literally a child. So make sure you guys go ahead and take that card out there to the compassion table or leave it on your chair. Also, um, I really want to challenge you guys this week at Mini Church to write letters to make sure that we're, we're keeping communication with our kids. I was talking to Kiwi about how important are these letters? And she said, they're so important. When we receive letters, we show them to our friends, we show them to our classmates. Pictures are also awesome because they wanna know who you are. They wanna know who this person is that's sponsoring them, that cares about them from thousands of miles away. And so she said, make sure to really impress on you guys how important those letters are. In fact, we're talking about it. And she said, I actually have every letter that my sponsor has ever written me. And I said, stop lying to me. You don't have all that. And she goes, no, I have it all in a binder. And she goes, I'll bring it. So she has that binder with the letters that she has from her, her compassion sponsors. And if you guys want to see it, it'll be out there. She'll be out there and um, she'll be glad to show you the letters that were written back and forth. And if you don't have a child, that's okay. Write to my child, you know, they, they can always use it. Actually, write to Zara because we sponsor her as a church. So write to Zara and just let her know how much we care about her, how proud we are of her. If you don't know what to write, I also ask Kiwi, like, we don't know what to write about. I don't know what to say. She said, just tell them how your day went. It was a nice day, it was sunny or something like that. She said, any kind of contact is so valuable to them that it doesn't matter what you write, but the fact that you're writing means so much to them. So please go ahead and make sure you guys do that. And uh, the last thing I wanna talk about compassion is if, if your heart is feeling tugged to go on a trip and to see your child or to go to the Philippines. Pastor Tom Landeza will be taking a trip this year in October. And so we're taking signups now, or if you, need, if you want more information, again, just go ahead back to that table. They have a sign-up sheet and uh, we'll, we'll make sure that you get that information. But Pastor Tom will be taking the trip in October to the Philippines and we'd love for you guys to come along and come meet your kids and see what's happening. And uh, the very last thing I wanna talk about is next week, Saturday is the first Saturday of the month. So what are we all doing? Wearing our shirts, that's right. So. This next week, Saturday, let's all make it a point to wear our Hope in the World shirts and let's just show our, let's just show our community Christ's love. Amen? Amen? Why don't we all stand and let's sing one more.